This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Welcome to Cousin Sal's winning weekend. The confetti has fallen. The Gatorade has been dumped. And congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs. Like I said last week, never bet against Mahomes or the National Anthem going under 90 seconds. Our first week without football in six months. Now what? Well, don't worry. We've got a great show for you coming up. Fresh off of being announced as a member of the newest Pro Football Hall of Fame class, Dwight Franey's going to join us. He's going to tell us how Michael Jordan was involved in his surprise announcement. Plus, from the Against All Odds podcast, the D3, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the Pauly Kid, they're going to join me to wrap up the Super Bowl and discuss next year's odds. We'll see who they think, if anyone, can stop the Chiefs from three-peating. Then, I have to settle a playoff bet. I don't like it either. I somehow won, but still lost and will need to pay up the cap of consequences with an embarrassing and somewhat sexy punishment. But first, let's wrap up the NFL season in the segment that's still nursing a Super Bowl-sized hangover. It's Cover 4! All right, congrats to everyone who made money betting the Super Bowl, particularly those who cashed the plus 1,100 that the game would go to overtime. Now, I didn't have the 11-1 odds. I was still licking my wounds from that bad beat on the coin toss. I could have sworn it stopped flipping tails up, but the truth is we should have all been excited about the extra football. It was almost as if the overtime meant the universe didn't want football and cutaways to Taylor Swift to end, so the football gods kept milking the game as long as it could. Everyone was on board, except for fans living on the East Coast who were looking forward to the premiere episode of the new CBS drama Tracker. Spoiler, Tracker tears his hamstring, rescuing an injured hiker. Apparently, CBS wasn't aware of the overtime rules, and surprisingly, neither were some of the 49ers players. And if this is true, it's kind of a major plot point for Kyle Shanahan to leave out. This was like me introducing the concept of Super Bowl squares to my elderly neighbor just before kickoff, and by the time I was done explaining squares, I had earned a master's in geometry at UNLV. 
the Chiefs and Andy Reid were the only ones who seemed to have known the rules, and they were the big winners. And also Wingstop, who got another surge in overtime orders. It's stupid that something like this would happen. We need to make overtime overly simple so it's easy to understand. Playoff hockey isn't bad, but it potentially goes way too long. In extra innings, baseball putting a runner on second base makes less sense than an M. Night Shyamalan movie, and that's why I have a solution. If no one is leading at the end of regulation of a football game, just start over. Run it back. The entire game. Reba sings the national anthem again. Uh, you show me the Deadpool trailer again. And most importantly, all the overs win. And yes, I know defenses are tired, but so are we. And we've got all offseason to rest. Let's play another 60 minutes or until the party is completely out of salsa. As long as we make sure Kyle Shanahan watches the Nickelodeon telecast so he can see Dora the Explorer explain the rules, we're going to be fine. Coming too. All right, 49ers Jake Moody wasn't the only one to miss a big kick on Super Bowl Sunday. FanDuel favorite Rob Gronkowski strapped on the single bar helmet with $10 million of bonus bets on the line and then... Look at this, wide right. It gets a good laugh from anyone not living in the greater Buffalo area. Now, technically, FanDuelers had the opportunity to bet against him making the kick, but either way, I feel like Rob Gronkowski is ruining his leg and his legacy. Two years in a row he's missed this big kick, and despite being incredibly athletic, I'm not sure why we're optimistic he'd make it in the first place, especially this year. This is Gronk after a week at the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. He's partying at Gronk Beach, dancing like he was in Magic Mike Live and taking more shots than a participant in the three-point contest. It's not fair to saddle Gronk with this responsibility after a week of being his Gronkist. It's like he came off doing Dizzy Bat for 48 hours and then they said, here, try to kick a field goal. We might as well have let a spectator at the Phoenix Waste Management Tournament attempt the kick. I feel bad. Gronk takes this to heart. Look at him after the miss. I haven't seen him this upset since he found out there was something called Meatless Monday. And look, part of me would like to see him try this until he makes it. I mean, there'd be nothing funnier than watching an 83-year-old Gronk attempt to bang a pigskin through the upright using his walker. But this promotion has to end. It's bad enough Bill Belichick hurt his legacy without Tom Brady. We can't do this to Gronk. Also, Patriots fans have already suffered enough this season. Jerry Jones hired Bill Belichick to win the Super Bowl. I think that's why the timing is now. I take it back. Maybe they haven't suffered enough. Cover three. Okay, people have all sorts of opinions as to when the NFL season officially ends. Some say it's not until the Gatorade is poured over the winning coach's head. Purple, worst flavor, by the way. Others say it's when the MVP accepts his trophy. For me, the book isn't completely closed on an NFL season until we see the first idiot fan destroy his or her, almost always his, TV set. <laughs> The best part of the last one is the woman wiping the broken television as if she's in possession of a miracle rag that fixes cracks and plasma. It's hilarious and frightening all at the same time. I mean, the truth is flat screen abuse is a serious issue in this country and I kind of know why it's taken off. The reason people are so eager to smash their TVs, well, three reasons. One, because they're dumb people. Two, because everyone's hoping to go viral and I realize this isn't helping. But most importantly, three, because flat screens are cheap. 
Now, you can't trade them in for a pack of hockey cards, but relatively speaking, 50-inch flat screens are inexpensive. You can get a decent one right now at Walmart for 200 bucks and change. Do you know how much a 50-inch flat screen cost 20 years ago? 1800 bucks, and that was for a Toshiba. Whatever the brand, you were definitely likely to lose out more from a broken TV than whatever you lost on the prop bet, causing you to throw the tantrum in the first place. That's the problem. TVs are too cheap and disposable now. They're becoming jackass magnets. And I'm no economist, but it's almost like we behaved more like humans when crap was expensive. That's why I cringe when people complain about the high price of eggs and gasoline. Keep them high. You end up making unleaded regular 42 cents a gallon, and all of a sudden, you're looking at a jersey-burning frenzy. For the record, we did not doctor that video in any way, and that jersey wouldn't have seen a doctor anyway. It would have done its own research. Number four. All right, there's a lot of talk about Patrick Mahomes and where this latest win puts him in comparison to past football greats. And let me clear it up for you so we don't have to beat this dead horse for the next seven months while we wait for football to return. Mine is the only opinion that should count because I have it right. Here's how it goes. Brady is number one. He's the GOAT. Mahomes, number two. He's Kermit the GOAT. With three Super Bowl wins in his first six years as a starter, Kermit the Goat is on pace to pass Brady. Not there yet, but we can conclude that Joe Montana is now in the rearview mirror. Sorry, Joe Cool. The truth is, you're holding the bronze medal, and frankly, I'm not sure what you ever did to deserve that second spot anyway. Montana, looking, looking, throwing in the end zone. I hate our producers. Okay, so Brady won, Mahomes two, and he gets the ball second, which turned out to be a mistake last week. We'll see how it plays out. But I should add a caveat to this foolproof ranking system of mine. I'm thinking the closer Mahomes comes to lapping TB12's legacy while Brady still has some NFL life in him, the more it becomes probable that the Cheetriot legend makes a comeback. Think about it. Brady was supposed to take the Fox job right away, right? He held off on that just in case there was a perfect situation for him to grab his eighth ring. It's far from over. Hell, at this point, he could even win eight Comeback Player of the Year awards. We're on to your secret, Tom. You weren't studying this year to be a broadcaster or how to become a Dunkin' Donuts pitch man. By the way, you thought his Subway ads were laughable? Now he's shilling for Dunkin'? Give me a break. Tom Brady is not eating avocado munchkins. The only thing close to the green on that menu is the St. Patrick's Day Boston cream variety, and there's no way he's consuming those. But let's get back to the real point, which is Patrick Mahomes cannot afford to get complacent. Brady could easily come back next year. The odds on favorite 49ers are one very relevant injury away from naming him their signal caller. And there are like 27 other teams who would gobble up the goat in a heartbeat. And if I'm wrong and he doesn't come back, FanDuel should definitely at least let him kick the pre-Super Bowl field goal to save the Patriots' legacy. All right, that does it for cover four. Now it's time for my irrationally angry attempt to make rational sense of a somewhat irrational bet. It's Wager Rager. All right, enough about Brady. Let's talk more about KTG Kermit the Goat, Patrick Mahomes. Last week, I came on this very program and said, we have to take the Chiefs plus two and a half or plus one and a half or plus anything and a half that in order to pass the NFL betters final exam, you go with the proven quarterback getting points over the proven mystery that is Kyle Shanahan. And it wasn't just me, even our guy Billy Walters, the greatest sports gambler of all time who never gives out a pick ahead of time because he's afraid he'll look like a schmuck like the rest of us, said, um, yeah, this is easy. I'm backing the Chiefs. I like Kansas City. 
This is a man who won't even give out directions before a game. And there he was all over Radio Row telling you to take Mahomes and the points. Anyway, it all feels pretty good. Not the part where football is over, but that I got the last game right. It took a while. I was 1-11 over the playoff stretch, but I pulled off a real Rudy-esque miracle. And I know what you're thinking. Slow down on the victory lap. It's not like we witnessed a Mahomes manhandling. It took a full overtime before KC cashed at the window. Two hours after we first saw Usher's nipples, the game was still in the balance. But that's the point. You don't bet against clutch players because clutch players come through in the clutch. Does that make sense, Joel? Yeah, I'm sure it makes sense. I promise. Nobody ever made their fortune betting against Jordan or Brady or Julia Louis-Dreyfus or Vladimir Putin for the last four terms. Guy just knows how to win. He's got all the intangibles. What can I say? Joey Chestnut, the Harlem Globetrotters, uh, the Taco Bell Crunch Wrap Supreme anytime after 10 p.m., uh, let's hear it for the boy playing at any bar mitzvah year after year. These are all proven winners. No matter what the odds, when you give in to greatness, you provide yourself a nice edge when it comes to gambling. So let's take some valuable information and make some money in this post-NFL apocalypse. I'm going to shoot straight with the straightest shooter I've ever seen. Steph Curry, listed as the NBA's Clutch Player of the Year at plus 115. And kudos to the sports guy. Last week, the day before Curry's buzzer beater versus the Suns, Simmons texted me and others and said, these odds for Curry at plus 420 are way too high. That's his texting voice. But you know what? He was right. And you know what? Plus 115, they're still too high. Let it ride on Clutch Curry. And now we just need Seth Curry to grow a massive beard, develop a beer belly, put on a wrestling mask and run around shirtless, and the deal will be done. On second thought, let's just have Jason Kelsey become Steph's honorary stepbrother. Hey, we have a good one today. Coming up, the D3 and I take a look at next year's Super Bowl odds. We give out our best bets for NBA All-Star Weekend. But before that, he was just announced as a member of the 2024 Pro Football Hall of Fame class. And even more exciting now, he's a guest on our show. Dwight Freeney will join us. That's all next on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. Let's bring in our guest. Throughout his incredible NFL career, this young man put together more spins than a roulette wheel on his way to 125 and a half sacks. He's a Super Bowl champion, a seven-time selection to the Pro Bowl, and now, yes, we could say it, a member of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Dwight Freeney is here. What's happening, Dwight? Oh, man, nothing much. How are you? Good. You know, I don't know if you remember this, but you were on my show a couple of years ago, and I said we would not have you back until you've been accepted by Ken. We refused. And so this must be a double thrill for you, making the hall and being allowed back on my show. Congratulations on both. <laughs> exactly. I know, man. That second one allowed back in the show. I mean, what, <laughs> what, how that means so much. <laughs> you guys are I know. great, man, and what you do, man. Obviously, man. We usually have someone knock on your door. We make a bigger thing, but, you know, we, we, we got busy. I'm sorry. Has, has the Hall of Fame title sunk in yet for you? 
you know, it, it really hasn't, you know, it's, I'm still above the moon right now. I, I have not come down, you know, uh, I have this permanent smile on my face thinking about that moment. Um, I don't know if that ever gets goes away. I don't know if it gets better, but it seems like everything keeps trending in this upward um, direction as, you know, the ceremony gets closer and closer. I'm, I'm just over the moon. Honestly, I am. I can only, only imagine. Um, and I, I watched the six minute, there's a six minute clip out there on YouTube yeah. of when you found out. So you walked into the facility. Where'd you walk into? What was that? Where you walked right, in? So, yeah, where I walked in was the Grove. Um, it's a, a golf course out here in uh, basically Hope Sound, Jupiter area in mm-hmm. Florida. And um, yeah, I walked into the clubhouse and there is Tony Dungy standing there yeah. With a gold jacket, man. It was absolutely uh, surreal. Now, Tony Dungy, this, I always said, this uh, creates an opportunity to play a huge prank on the inductee. Like, Tony Dungy, what if he had screwed with you? What if he said, hey, let's go get some lunch outside the clubhouse, and then only an hour and a half in did he say, oh, by the way, you've been accepted into the Hall of Fame. What, what would you have uh, thought if he did something like that? First, you know what? I would I would be very surprised. You know, Tony isn't known for his practical joke, yeah. um, jokes and joke making. Um, Tony brought me into this league in a way. You know, he he drafted me. Okay, and he was uh, you know I was the first pick for him defensively, and he brings me into another team. It, it was only right. And if the surprise couldn't get any better, the real goat—not of football, but of uh, golf. No. Michael Jordan, basketball. <laughs> I'm stop by. Is is it true? MJ bet money on you getting inducted and then came by to collect. Is that <laughs> no? I don't think so. Um, you know, MJ. Um, he's you know one of my best friends. He's like a big brother to me. Um, I've known him for a while. Um, I knew I met him through the game of golf. So you know, it's a funny, quick story. You know, one of his rules for his golf course is just kind of like look. He, he, really, there's only one rule. Just don't be a jerk. And uh, maybe one more, like if a, if a group's behind you and they're trying to go through, you know, let them through. You know, that's that's really the only two rules. So how you dress, none of that stuff matters. Everybody just wears whatever, you know, T-shirt and shorts, flip-flops, no shirt, whatever you want to do, no one really cares. So I wake up every morning and I just, you know, throw on a, a t-shirt, throw on some shorts and just go down to the course. It's kind of my routine. This, you know, he was in on the planning with my wife stating, Hey, look, how do we get Dwight to dress up? You know, he's like, you know what, this is, this will be good. So what he ends up doing was saying, Hey, he has a photo shoot for the golf club and he wants me to be a part of the photo shoot. So could you dress up, you know, you know, get ready for our round and dress up so we can be really good for whatever golf digest or whatever he, whatever lie he came up with. So I said, you know what? And for you, man, I'm going to dress up. <laughs> so <laughs> I got dressed up, get ready to go. And I ended up going to the golf course thinking I'm just going to do my normal routine stuff. And there you go. He's sitting there laughing with Tony Dungy in the background. Yeah, I mean, wow, that would have been well, now because I'm, I'm always thinking of pranks. If you had double crossed him and worn like a banana hammock to your Hall of Fame, um, uh, well, not induction, oh. but the announcement, that would have wow. Are there any draft experts or teams you'd like to call out who deemed you undersized 
coming out of Syracuse? Maybe Mel Kiper oh, Jr. Absolutely, Mel. Mel. Mel was one of those guys. Undersized. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why they're drafting. The Colts are drafting him so high. He's a tweener. He could we could have got him in the second or third round if they really wanted him. For me, you know, I use whatever it is as fuel um to get better and to prove all the doubters wrong. You know, it's a chip on the shoulder that I've always had throughout my entire football career. So thank you, all the doubters, all the teams that passed, all the colleges that said I wasn't a defensive end. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, the the doubters are having a little difficult time here between you and Mr. Irrelevant getting to the Super Bowl. It's uh, interesting. This Chiefs team reminded me a little of your 06 Colts team because you know, they also want to have one of the all-time greats at quarterback and an yeah. outstanding defense with a lot of names that the media, I feel, didn't give enough credit. What do you think? Did you see that comparison at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I did see a little bit of that, you know, in our 06 journey you know, to the Super Bowl. You know, we weren't playing the best football going in. It wasn't like we were like the team to beat that year. You know, we fixed the issues defensively They're at the right time. The offense start clicking at the right time. And that's kind of what it is. It's a timing thing sometimes. It's just, you know, it's not about who's the best team in general. It's about who's better that day. Kansas City, I think their experience having Andy Reid, um, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, you know, Chris Jones, um, a lot of guys on that team who've been there before um, understood what the moment you needed, you know, and kind of galvanized the guys around them. And they played lights out. And that defense played lights out. They've been playing lights out every single game. Patrick Mahomes, because I have to ask you, where do you put him now amongst the greats? Gold, silver, bronze? Has he made the podium? You can answer questions like this. You don't have to worry about any repercussions. They can't <laughs> no, take that jacket back. No, no I, never, I never worried about it. <laughs> First of all, he's a, he's a quarterback. We don't worry about quarterbacks. So anyway. Gotcha. So I, I would say this. Um, you know, he's obviously in the conversation of, of the greats, okay? You know, I, obviously – you know, it's all opinion based. There's no, you know, who knows? Rules are different back in when John Elway played and he has no choice but to play in the era that he's playing in. So, you know, hats off to him, man. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks that has ever played the game right now. I'm with you on waiting uh, for something like that. Now, I watched uh, a lot of your highlights last night. That spin move is something right out of Madden game. Um, how did you originate that? Was that a fraternity hazing thing or something you had in high school, <laughs> middle school? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, um, back in the nineties, you know, I was a big basketball fan, still am. So I wanted to take that to the football field. So what I ended up doing was on a practice field one day, I decided to say, Hey, you know what, how do I make this offensive tackle look as silly as possible? All right. And for me, the best way I could do that is to make a spin move to make him completely miss all right. And him falling on his face. And that's what happened. Um, and as I kept doing that move, I had great coaches around me that allowed me to do that. Now, if you remember, they were always taught, never turn your back to the ball. Right. That always keep sight of the ball. Um, well, I was making plays, not doing that. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I had great coaches, like I said, that gave me the freedom to do so. And now you turn on the TV and I see spin moves left and right. I know somewhere on that tree, it comes back to me, you know, at some, some one, whatever. So I feel great that I left my mark when again. Before we let you go, you're going to be immortalized in the Hall of Fame forever. And 
You're going to have your own bust, right? I thought you should know the other greats you'll be surrounded by. It's very important. You know your brethren. So I'm going to show you a pro football Hall of Fame bust, and you have to tell us who it is, okay? We're going to call this segment Busted. You ready to not get busted? All right, here we go. All right, let's do it. Recognize that one? Yes, sir. That's payment. Yes, that is Peyton Manning indeed. Was he good? He was a little before my time. That was the Papa John's guy, right? <laughs> yeah, Papa John's guy. Okay. All right. All right, here's the second one. Ready? And that is, you know what? I have no idea who that is. Oh, wow. All right, it is a little tough. They took some liberties with him. This is the Minister of Defense, mm. Reggie White. Oh wow! That looks good. One, like right? Reggie in my, I know it really does. In my, yeah, Reggie to me it had a bigger face. It was wider. He didn't really have, you know, it was a little bit different. But I can see it now. This is like now that you mention it, I can see that. But I, I would have never guessed that. All right, uh, <laughs> let's see if you could uh, get this one. Looks like a quarterback. It is a quarterback. I'll give you that. I can't throw an name out there. Who is that? Okay, this is, um, wow, I can't believe you missed this. This is Benny Friedman. He played in the late 20s and early 30s for the Cleveland Bulldogs, the Detroit Wolverines. How could I miss that? I mean, Benny I, was Friedman. Almost born, I was almost born then. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I think he was also the player's accountant, too. Okay. This one yeah. I think you might get. Looks like Randy Moss to me. No, this is Bill Parcells. He had a weird phase with his hair. <laughs> yeah, doing it. Yes, of course, that's Randy Moss. You got that right. This should John be Madden. easy enough. John Madden, good. That didn't take you long. And you recognize him? Uh, I mean, he looks like a coach to me. Um... I cannot tell you who that is. You can't. Okay, this is, uh, well, this is the 34th president of the United States, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Uh, so, yeah, I, we try to trip you up there. Sorry. Were you named after Dwight D. Eisenhower? No? Dwight I, D. Freeney? I have no, I have no idea. No? I have no All right. idea. You scored, question. I think you got three. That's good enough to uh, stay in the Hall of Fame. That's good. You made it by the skin of your teeth. Congratulations, yes, Dwight. Yes, thank you. I appreciate it. And congratulations, really, on the Hall of Fame induction. Uh, you definitely deserve it. You can follow Dwight on X at Dwight Freeney. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, man. Thank you. You take care of yourself. All right. Congratulations again. We will be back with more Cousin Sal's winning weekend when we return. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Velux XC. Juvederm Velux XC is an ejectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Velux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's Winning Week. 
weekend, the NFL season might be over, but there is no off-season when it comes to betting, especially for these jabronis. Let's bring them in. They're my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the D3, Harry, Brother Bry, and Darren, the Parlay Kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Oh, yeah, Sal. What's going on, buddy? Well, we're coming off that week in Vegas. Harry and I were there. Uh, you know, if there was ever a case for a city to host the Super Bowl every year, it would be Las Vegas. Harry, uh, what did you think of the week, besides for the part from where you had to spend $50 on valet so that your ex-girlfriend can meet up with you at a food court? <laughs> Listen, I'm still stinging from that. I didn't like that having to spend $50 for valet for three hours. You know I didn't like that one, one either. Even buying her a $19.50 mojito, which she didn't finish. Didn't like that either. But, I like that. Uh, aside, from, I, aside from that, yeah. Sal. It was a blast. Well, hold I on. Mean, There's no aside from that. Let's let's take really that for there a really second. Is. I like that you and and you then call your current wife and complain that you had to spend all this money on this ex girlfriend. <laughs> like that's the problem with this scenario. A little, little rough, little rough. But no, Sal. Really, we uh we've been in Vegas so many times over the years, but this yeah. was just really special. It was great. I mean, I know last year, uh, you know, we're in Phoenix, and now this this year in Las Vegas, it's been great doing being able to cover uh um the Super Bowl and be able to be with a uh, you know, current and former players and people in broadcasting and everything. It's fantastic. And I uh, really appreciate it. Overall, right. it's fantastic. A lot of fun. All right. It's okay. It's all right. You don't have to thank me or whatever you're doing here. Uh, but I do want to say you were on a mission there last week in Vegas. You had lost a bet because you, out of the four of us, had the worst regular season record. And you went out there and we made you recite Taylor Swift lyrics to current and former players. And then after that, they were like seductive lyrics. And then you were to give them a hug. And I think we have an example of that. Mm. It's it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I have a hug? Yeah, no, I know. It's Taylor Swift. Yeah. Can I get a hug? Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Brian, I mean, that was, uh, I have to say, Harry was fearless. There was one point where I thought Miles Garrett was going to look for a helmet and just swing it at Harry's big big old dome there. But, uh. What do you think of that, Brian? Well, I wouldn't blame them if they did that. But look, I, I, you know, I, I don't know about the hug part, but I could listen to Harry recite those lyrics all day, right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, that was a lot of fun. I wish he did it even more. I wish he did. All right. More. Well, we I, we have six examples of it. We <laughs> can put it on the day, lid. Dream, uh, we'll put it James on the loop, Brian. Right. Look in your eye. Right. Oh. Not bad. Oh, he's not all done. Right. He's got it. I thought. Right. Listen, right. we are not even a week removed from the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl, but. The odds for next season's Super Bowl winner are already out, and we aren't waiting until training camp to talk about it. Let's each give out our way-too-early pick. Let's do it. Parley Kid, we haven't heard from you yet. Who's going to win Super Bowl 59? Give it to us. <laughs> well, Sal, I'm taking a team just because I like their odds. I think their odds right now uh, stand out to me. I'm not sure if you were to say who's going to win the Super Bowl if I would say this team's going to win the Super Bowl, but I think they're great value. And that's the Cleveland Browns at 45 to 1 to mm. win the Super Bowl. Sal, they were, I know you were on the Browns a lot this year, Sal. 11 and 5 with a carousel of mediocre quarterback play. Four different quarterbacks at the helm during this season. None of them offered more than maybe an occasionally slightly above average game. They still have an elite defense. And if they can get some slightly above average quarterback play on a more consistent basis. Why can't this team contend? I know they got shellacked in the playoffs by the Texans, but they were in the playoffs. A lot of individual awards for this team at the end of the season. 
for their players and their coaching staff. Maybe the next step is near. 45 to 1 is great value for a team that is coming off an 11 win season. And their quarterback play can only improve. All right, that's for sure. Uh, although Flacco did win comeback player of the year, it cost me some money there. Uh, you know, shame on everybody who voted for that award. I will say this, though. I think, well, 45 is just a gigantic number for the Browns of a team that good defensively. We saw Miles Garrett can handle everything, even Harry approaching him uh, seductively with Taylor Swift lyrics. But um, the fact that Burrow comes back, which leads me to Harry, this is your pick, the Cincinnati Bengals. It is. And look, I, I know I said uh, Kansas City wins every year moving forward on against yeah. all odds. Uh, while Holmes is still there, always, and you guys, I didn't think that, you know, you guys would believe that I was sticking to my guns and saying that Kansas City's going to win because I really can't do it. I can't. I have to switch. Um, I'm going to take the Bengals at 15 to one. I know I mentioned that I love the uh, Dan Campbell and the Lions this past season uh, at 12 to one. That's tempting, but Miami 20 to one looks good. But they were very soft defensively in the playoffs, and the Bills 12 to one. Really good too, Sal. But I, but I just can't get. I can't rely on the Bills anymore. I'm off them. I'm taking the Bengals at fifteen to one. Watching what Mahomes did this season has to be. It has to be major league motivation for Joe Burrow and the rest of the oh. Bengals to get back in uh, that <laughs> type of situation to make <laughs> wow. it to the Super Bowl. Cincinnati is still a solid squad that just happened to have one of those injury prone seasons that just would, that was the case. Chase wasn't one hundred percent all the time. Higgins missed five games. Burrow missed seven. Sam Hubbard, defensive end, missed a lot of key games too. But this is the team that knows and has beaten and taken down Kansas City before. I think they can dethrone Kansas City in the AFC. And I think healthy, as as most all teams have to be healthy. But Bengals, listen, last year they beat San Francisco in San Francisco when they were healthy, which wasn't a lot of times, by 14 in San Fran. Bengals are capable of doing so 15-1 to like Cincy. All right. Well, so this this is your new favorite team. Every year you pick a favorite team. Like you said, you had the Lions last year, the Vikings the year before. Is this I'm down for, officially? I'm definitely down for a Cincinnati-Detroit Super Bowl. Absolutely. Oh, I see. Okay, so you're not committing <laughs> just yet. All right. Uh, I, yeah, the Bengals, boy, it's tough with this AFC North, right, Brian? Because you, you can go one through four yeah. and you could flip it and you could be just as confident in the four through one, yeah. you know, if you uh, picked it the other way. Uh, you know, obviously, Joe Burrow, I think we all put him in our top three current quarterbacks. Um, that defense, though, was not as good as we thought. I was singing songs about Lou Anarumo and uh, the, that uh, Bengals defense, and it kind of fell apart towards the end with or without Burrow. But 15-1, to I see uh, why people, and I include Harry in that, would like the Bengals. All right, Bri, give us your pick. Well, I like the Bengals originally, but Harry put a stink on it. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, look, when I look at value, though, I'm looking at the NFC. I, I mean, I always like the NFC because, again, I do think getting past getting past the Chiefs or the Bengals uh, is just going to be really hard, I think, next year. So, look, you have to like the Lions. I think you have to like the Packers. But I'm going to go with the Rams at 30-1. to 1. Look, it was a great season for the Rams. I know you and I didn't like them coming into the year, Sal. But, look, they finished the year. They won seven of their last eight regular season games, and they ended up 10-7. and seven. They very easily could have won at Detroit. And, look, this is, this is a real quick rebuild for them, right? There was a, a lot of great performances from rookies, and they yet they didn't have a first-round pick again. I don't know how many years in a row this is, but they didn't have another first-round pick, yet they got so much out of those rookies, right? Puka, they, the defensive line, they got a lot out. So now this year they have a first-round pick. They have a lot of cap room. 
So this has been a really quick rebuild for this team, what, what Steed has done for them as the GM. And McVay is just still one of the best coaches in the league. He gets a lot out of this team. So I thought 30-1, to 1, Sal, was a good value here. Yeah, the Rams embarrassed me. I think I said they were going to have the overall worst record in the league, and then uh, like 23 other teams embarrassed me along the way too. But yeah, they are they are gritty, really tough in the NFC West. All right, well, Harry made it easy for me. I mean, he said he was going to go on the Chiefs. As long as he's not picking the Chiefs, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. Why wouldn't I? Plus 650 to win the Super Bowl. I looked at their free agents who they could lose. I was looking by snap count who is the uh, most proficient, uh, Legarius Sneed, Mike Dana, Chris Jones. They're going to lose some defensive players. They really are uh, hell-bent on re-signing Chris Jones if they could. Drew Tranquil's one of them. But honestly, if they if they have Jones, if they have Jones resign, Pacheco, Kelsey, Mahomes staying. I know this sounds simplistic, but replenish the DL and the wide receiver position with that 32nd pick. He, wide receivers are all over the place in this draft. Keon Coleman, uh, Xavier Worthy around uh, at that spot. But, Brian, we talk about, like, having a little college fun for our kids just yeah. with the Chiefs. Keep taking them at plus 600, plus 650. First of all, uh, you know, we know almost for sure, barring a Mahomes injury, they're going to be suiting up the second or third week in January. They just are. Yep. And you could hedge at that point, right? They've shown they could do it on the road, which is something they hadn't done in the past. Do they have to even win the division? Maybe not. Um, you know, they're going to be in the Super Bowl in two of the next five years. I feel strongly about that. The drawback is you could have gotten them at 10 to 1 before the playoffs this year, but that ain't happening again. The odds makers are never making that mistake again, I don't think, with a healthy Mahomes and Chiefs squad. You're not going to see them getting four and a half at Baltimore, uh, and especially like almost two to one odds. So that is my pick for Super Bowl. Oh, man, I'm so bummed we have to wait all these months. And I'm even more bummed. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, right now, there's something more we have to unfortunately co- uncover here or cover. Yeah, it pains me to say this, but I went to an 11 with my playoff picks. And despite picking the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl and having the same atrocious record as Harry, he beat me in the tiebreaker. We picked from the cap of consequences last night on Against All Odds. So my choices were get a back massage from a bodybuilder, perform a rap as H-Dog, which is Harry's alter ego, uh, drink a Coney Dog relish mustard ketchup onion shake in honor of Harry's favorite team at the time, Detroit uh, Lions, or there was one called Victorious Secret, uh, Valentine's Day theme, that'll wear a red teddy for a segment for this TV show. Uh, I don't think that's ever been done on FanDuel TV. Maybe Shams considered <laughs> it once, but I don't think he went through with it. But anyway, uh, let's show uh, how that turned out. Not going to be thrilled about any of these, i got to be honest. All right, so going here. Keep those eyes Mix up. It up. Keep those eyes up, Sal. All right, all right. I don't even know what I want here. What do I care? What does all they all suck? All right, here we go. I got one. Victoria's Secret. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> have to dress in a red teddy that's for an great. entire segment on Cousin Sal's winning weekend. Oh, that's, that's Thanks, rough. Soul that's, that's gross. This is the part where you turn <laughs> off the TV and listen to the rest of this as a podcast. All right, Victoria's Secret. I'm going to wear this lingerie, and I'm going to have to recite a love poem that Harry wrote, even grosser. So I'm going to get changed. After the break, this terrible secret will be out. Plus, the NBA All-Star Game is this weekend. We're going to give out our best bets. That's next on Cousin Sal's Winning Weekend. This episode is brought to you by Etsy. Looking to instantly upgrade your Mother's Day gift from typical to meaningful? Shop Etsy. 
Now until May 12th, get up to 30% off personalized jewelry, style, decor, and so many other items mom will love. And if you want her to know you put a ton of thought into her present, use Gift Mode. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting so you can easily find well-crafted, original, and affordable pieces from small shops. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com. Then answer a few short questions about mom, and Gift Mode instantly gives you curated ideas based on hundreds of personas. Need something original and affordable for Mother's Day? Etsy has it. Shop until May 12th for up to 30% off gifts for mom. Terms apply. All right, welcome back to Cousin Sal's winning weekend. Yes, it really was a losing weekend for me last week. I had the worst playoff record, actually, of all of us and had to pick from the cap of consequences. And so this is Victorious Secret. I am now wearing this lingerie set. Joel, how do I look here? It's not your color. <laughs> <My> color. <laughs> I hate this. I really hate this. I don't know. I, uh, you know, I, I, I don't even know what I'm wearing. I asked our producer, Mikey Meatballs. I'm like, just grab something from your closet. And this is what he came up with. But anyway, I have, uh, I have a poem uh, to read here to add insult to injury. And so here it is. A, a nice heart here. Harry, you wrote this poem? Sure. Is that yep. what this is? Yeah. Okay. All right. If you like Rose. It. Roses are red, violets are blue. When it comes to playoff wins, I only pick two. All right, well, that's not you. <laughs> You're not clever enough to write that. All right, so uh, that's that. So I will wear this for the remainder of the uh, segment, and then never again, uh, hopefully. Uh, who knows? This is how Oscar De La Hoya got started. He started like it's, I don't know. But anyway, let's go on to uh, making fun of Harry. That's, that's even more, more fun. I feel like it's only right to embarrass him. So, Harry, when we were in Vegas, we ran into Shaquille O'Neal. We didn't actually run into him. We had to do some maneuvering to get this picture. Obviously, a lot of people want to get a picture with him. He's walking down a, a big hallway. Um, and you ran, and you got, here it is. There it is. We finally got it, and he did look at the camera. So that's fine. But then I put that on X, and I asked people to caption it, and I got tons, literally tons of responses. And here are some of our favorites. Are you ready? Uh, Shack attack and heart attack. That was from Daniel. Oh, that was from the bathwater guy, Daniel Kirsch. Oh, he yeah, gets nice. Here. Nice, Daniel. Um, fat gas and diesel. Oh, that's not nice, Mr. Penza. Come on. Um, <laughs> Flabbit and Shactello. That's from our guy, Chris H. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Minute and Muggsy. All right. Footlong bowls. Uh, blue chips versus sour cream and onion chips. A guy named Greg. Uh, gave us that <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Who likes sour that's cream a, and onion? I like that I one. Do. I like yeah, that. that's a good Certainly one. Do. And then... Uh, We'll bring it home with Slob City from uh, Bill Simmons. <laughs> Bill Simmons. Uh, you don't like that, Harry? Uh, it, you know. Bill, I expect a little better out of Bill. Our buddy. Do you understand, that, you understand like, the play on words there? Though? I get it, but I just didn't think it was that funny. What is it? Tell me the play. Tell me what it is. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just yeah. mesmerized by uh, the computer's blocking my view of uh, your, your lingerie. That's don't all worry I about that. We've moved on to making fun of you. All right, yeah. listen. We're kind of talking NBA, sort of. So let's give out our best bets for NBA All-Star Weekend. It's in Indianapolis, right? This weekend? Going to be yep. fun. Uh, let's do it now. What do we start with here? Uh, Polly Kitt, you have an interesting one, and it's good for everybody, right? Tell us what it is. Uh, yes, Sal. Uh, by the way, you've never looked worse, Sal. <laughs> Shut this up. Is, uh, yeah. <laughs> thank you. I think thank you, right? Yes. Yeah, I appreciate well, it. Absolutely. I'm uh, not, not going to try to top myself anytime soon. Go ahead. <laughs> please don't. Please don't. Uh, any player to break the single round record with 32 plus points in the three point shooting competition, sitting at th plus 320. That's what I'm going with here, Sal. We have two rounds 
eight shooters in the first round. Then we bring it down to three finalists. So I have 11 cracks at this. Steph Curry holds the record with 31 points out of a possible 40. So I need somebody to basically hit at about 80% of the points here. So this has happened in previous all-star competitions, except the point total used to be lower. We've seen Mm -hmm. 27 out of 34 several times, which is above 80%. So I I need one person here out of 11 tries to go 80% or better. So these are elite shooters and these soft indie rims. As soft as your bosom, Sal. What? Lead to a nice payout at plus 320. I didn't expect that from you, Paul. All right, that's something everyone could uh, root for, 32 plus. And you get the money ball, right? It's worth a couple and uh, looking good there. All right, so let's do that. Uh, Harry, give us yours. Uh, Terry's Halliburton. Yeah, I got Halliburton over 22 and a half points in the first round only at minus 108. You mentioned Sal, All-Star Weekend. Is Indianapolis, so he will have the home crowd backing him. Uh, he's having the best season of his career. He's a 41% three-point shooter. Only one time all season has he not made a three-pointer in a game. 11 times this year he's made five or more in games. If you remember last year, Sal, I gave out the winner for the three-point contest. That was Dame Lillard, who went yeah. to Weber State. The game was in Salt Lake City. Uh, he's from there, so I'm going to go with the guy that's playing in front of his home crowd here, kind of. I'm going to take Halliburton in front of the Pacer fans to go over 22.5 in the first round only. Yeah, but Brian, if I remember correctly, he said Lillard would win the dunk contest. So there was something weird, right? When he was, like, <laughs> bragging the next Monday or something. I tried double-dipping. Not really. But... Yeah. <laughs> Imagine that, Harry double-dipping. All right, uh, you do have Dame Lillard, Brian. What do you got? Yeah, and I like I like both of those picks. I actually like Halliburton to win this thing, too. But I'm taking Dame Lillard to make one-plus shot from mm-hmm. starry range at minus 135. So I'm taking, you know, again, you have to make one of these shots. So let me give you a little bit of a background here. This shot, the starry, starry range is basically the special yellow and green ball that they shoot from six feet beyond the three-point line. So mm. they shoot this at about 30 feet. I think it's 29 feet, nine inches, something like that. You get two cracks at it in each round. Lillard last year in the first round made the first one he attempted. In the finals, he made both of them. And we know Lillard, right? His favorite thing are, the, are those three-pointers that are like 35 feet yeah. out. So this is only 29.9. So not not even 30 feet here. So this is kind of easy for Lillard. Mm. And you're getting minus 135 to hit one of the two. All right. I like. I mean, he might spot up from there anyway to, uh, to yeah. shoot all his three balls. Why not? Um, I am going with teammate Malik Beasley here, right? So Beasley plus 650 to win the three-point competition. Career high, 45% from behind the arc. And that's the highest out of any of the competitors. Um, He has 11 games with five or more threes. He had seven the other day. He has 14 over the last three. And he's really out there to win this, right? He he was quoted as saying, I don't know if you noticed, but the last three, I'm top two, top three in field goals made from three overall. He's got a little chip on his shoulder. And really doesn't like that teammate Dame Lillard is taking all the attention here. So I like Malik Beasley, plus 650. Maybe he can get far. That's a nice number here. Can you bet these live? Can you bet? I think you can live bet these, Bri, right? Yeah, FanDuel is definitely going to have some live betting on these rounds, for sure. God bless. God bless. All right, let's do our second pick uh, real quick. Harry, start us off. All right, in the All-Star game itself, I'm going to take Anthony Edwards 
of the T-Wolves, over 18.5 points at minus 106. Now, Edwards having the best season out of his four in his career. And still, you wouldn't believe, he's only 22 years old still. A young guy that's certainly on the rise. He leads the T-Wolves uh, in scoring by four points a game over Carl Anthony Towns, and he averages almost 20 shots a game. Edwards is the leader of this T-Wolves team. He's led them uh, to being... The number one seed in the West, plus he's a great. He's had a great February so far. He's had at least 22 points in every single game so far in February. I think he shows off his talent in, Indiana, in Indianapolis on Sunday. It goes over at 18 and a half. So, all right, we got a lot of overs here. Parley Kid, hit us up. Yeah, I, I like what Harry's saying there. Uh, the only thing I might worry about is just the uh, the minutes restrictions. He may have, uh, but I'm going to take Donovan Mitchell over 17 and a half points out minus 120. And like you just said about Beasley playing with the chip on his shoulder, I think Donovan Mitchell continues to play with the chip on his shoulder because he's an elite player but might not get the respect that some of the very best NBA players do. But he should be considered an elite top-tier player. Uh, And the All-Star game is a great time for him to showcase that talent. Last year, Sal, he dropped 40 in this game, Mm. in this All-Star game. Took 25 shots, including 17 three-point attempts. I, I'm looking at over 17 and a half, Sal. I don't see where his production or where his shot-taking is going to decrease that dramatically mm-hmm. in an all-star game. I think he's going to look to get shots up. He's a guy who always plays hard regardless of it, of what it's going to be. Right, he's like a no-nonsense player. Mitchell right. over seventeen and a half points at minus one twenty. All right, my straps keep falling here. I mean, mm. this is so annoying for a, a late. I'm surprised they didn't complain about this in the Barbie movie. But you really got to stay on top of this. All right, uh, what do we got, Bry? You're going with an under here. Yeah, I'm taking an under here. I'm going to go Anthony Davis under sixteen and a half points in this game. You know, Anthony Davis had a good season, right? He, and it's crazy. He's played the majority of the games, even though he's relatively unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is his first All Star game, uh, dating back for a few seasons here. And, and look, in these All Star games, if you want to score inside all day, like Giannis, and probably put up forty or fifty, you really could because they just give you give you a lot of easy baskets. Although in this one, AD will still be jacking up threes. I think the last time out in an All-Star game, he shot six three-pointers. So he's going to be coming off the bench. I will say AD, he has been, he's put up good numbers lately, but he's been banged up lately, right? He was kind of a question mark this mm. week even playing uh, the regular season games. It's going to be a fast pace. So I think his minutes with his injuries, I think his minutes are going to be a little bit limited. Uh, the squad has, the, the West has plenty of scoring. So I'm going to go with the under 16 and a half points. Real quick, the other day, my partner from Ringer Wise Guys, Raheem Palmer, texted. He said, um, "He said Anthony Davis is playing out of his mind." And I said, "You had me at Anthony Davis is playing." <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> I, it's not even a funny joke th- this year. He really is uh, playing well and playing playing more. Yeah, often we have. Ha- we haven't seen him on the floor much either. I so. know. Not Maybe as much. Not as for All Star Weekend. Yeah. That'll be yeah. fun. Hey, Sabrina Yanescu uh, versus Steph Curry. First of all, can we show this Steph Curry video real quick? Uh, so she gave, pull this up. This is really great. He is launching one from, I don't, he's about to enter the tunnel here uh, at the home arena. And look at this. He lets it go. I, I feel like there was a 90% chance that was going in. My goodness. Is that from the starry circle or beyond, Brian? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think anyway, they said that was, right. what, 115 feet, Sal? 
insane, just insane. He's really good. I, I'm, I'm on board now. I'm betting on him in this, uh, this matchup against Sabrina. He's going to make eight or more shots in a row at plus 155. I don't, we've seen him make a million threes in a row with defense. Um, now he's got no defense. He has five per one point one made per game. I just think this is a fun one. You get plus money at eight or more in a row. All right. I think that's enough, guys. I've had it, and you've had enough looking at me. I really uh, kudos to you for braving the, <laughs> the storm here. Thanks so much. I'm going to take off this ridiculous outfit. I'm going to close things out on Cousin Sal's winning weekend right after this. The D3, everyone. to Cousin Sal's winning weekend. I'm back in normal clothes. For me, normal clothes. I have just enough time to say goodbye. My thanks again to Hall of Famer Dwight Freeney and Hall of Shamers Harry, Brother Brian, Darren the Parley Kid. Thanks to all of you for watching and listening. Please always remember, you may feel like an underdog, but just know you're all my favorite. Happy handicapping! <laughs>